0: This is the Not Ugly Pod, where we talk beauty that's odd. Odd beauty standards that never served us. Let's make a change when we fuss. Look, I'm not a rapper, but you get the vibe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Not Ugly Pod. This is your host, Sarita fontanessi pronouns she, her. And today I have a truly lovely, delightful guest that I'm so excited. We've got Brittany Lee. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Do you like to tell the folks a little bit about yourself? Sure.
1: Well, I am Brittany Lee, and I'm a professional psychic medium and tarot reader. I am also a Playboy bunny. I still model for Playboy, which is so wild to say. I've been doing it since 2011. Um, I am Indigenous. My father is an Indigenous man, and my mother is a beautiful Scottish woman, so I am mixed race. I am enrolled in the Beaver Creek tribe in South Carolina and sorry I'm a little awkward the intros if you
0: can't tell i was like like doing so good I'm like, like oh my yeah. god like yes like we've got an yes. indigenous bunny an astrologer yes. psychic witch like <laughs> let's go
1: that's me you know but I am more than all of those things but that's my introduction
0: I think that was a decent one part of the awkwardness I think, awkwardness. I, think <laughs> you, you. I think you nailed it and again, I'm so excited to get to spend some time together. Before we started recording, I know we were chatting about how we've got a few mutuals yes. and it'll be some recognizable folks from season one. You know, we've got Caitlin, Capitolia, Mandy, nothing but baddies in this crew. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm excited to have you on the show. Same. And I'm honored to be a part of such a group. You
1: know, those. Those are baddies for sure. And I just threaded the other day. I'm like, baddies love me. (laughs) And I'm like, maybe because you're the baddie. I don't know. Have you considered that you're part of the club?
0: (laughs) Yeah, now I do. I'm like, "Uh, yes. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, as you may or may not know, we like to start the show by asking if you had a dumb amount of money, so just stupid money to burn, what beauty product or treatment are you getting?
1: Wow. I do love this question. You know, my mind first goes to because I cannot stand doing my hair. I have mm. so much hair. It's very sick have native hair for sure. And I love it, but I can't stand washing it. I can't stand styling it. I can't stand the oils putting in it. I don't know if that's a texture thing. I don't know. Just it's too much. So I would have somebody on hair like washing it for me blowing it out styling it every day and also somebody on makeup just the same yeah. time because yeah, those two things, thank you those two things take a lot out of my time and it stresses me out sometimes you know I mean I think I would be sad because it is very ritualistic for me to do all of those things but some days I'm just not in the mood because I've got a lot on totally. my plate and I'm just that's the first thing I think of I would definitely have Korean spa level of like somebody coming to my house and scrubbing me down yeah, in yeah, a private yeah. setting, which, you know, I don't mind going to the Korean spa and doing that. But like, I want a team that's just like, just for me. And just, yeah, and just stripping layers of skin off of me. <laughs> I want to see it beneath me, you know, yes. as I'm like, la- I just, and on the privacy of my own home, let's make house calls, you know, I don't mean to sound like bougie or anything, but I'm just, I'm at this point where I just, I need people to come to me. And I don't know if that was, you know, after like lockdown and COVID and
0: like, you know, doing a lot of things from home. But yeah, I think that's where my mind goes for sure. If I have the (laughs) option to do something in my home and not have to leave, I'm fully going to take it. Like, I was at an event recently and someone was like, Oh, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. And I was like, It's because I don't leave my home and I want (laughs) to keep it that way. Like, to your point, right? Like, this might be like post lockdown, just, you know, safety of being in my home, but also people are exhausting. And to Mm -hmm. your point, time is finite. And if I could save time by having someone just put my face and body together, And I might be more willing to leave the house if I didn't have to do the pre-work myself.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I don't know if like personal chef falls under that, but I would have that too. So I would not have to worry about food. And maybe that's the ADHD of me because I can't stand like having to think about what I have to eat. And then I get my safety foods and I'll eat the same thing for like two weeks until I want to vomit. And also- I intuitively eat because I've recovered from an eating disorder. And now I don't give a shit what I eat. I'll eat what I want when I want how I want. And I'm so happy to be here finally in my life. But yeah, I think somebody to cook for me, just help me out through my day to day. And I've been very busy lately. Thank goodness. But yeah, I think that's what (laughs) I would do maybe to a personal trainer every now and again because I don't want to like commit fully to a personal trainer, but like, <laughs> I don't I don't want to get carried
0: away here, you know. Yeah, I don't I wanna gotta...
1: get carried just a little bit. <laughs> maybe when I feel like I wanna work out on a regular basis, I go through phases with that. But yeah, yeah anyway.
0: Yeah. I'm a big real housewives fan. And whenever I see them with their glam squad, just like, all they have to do is sit there and then like talk shit while someone is like doing their hair and doing their makeup and picking out outfits. And I'm like, that is living. It is, right? That is.
1: I just want that in my life. So,
0: you know, I believe that we can like bring that into our lives in some way, you know? yes Um, i'm like manifest this 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 soon please i've had these waves but not like every day
1: or you know somebody like here and there but it's not consistent
0: right i imagine as a bunny like doing like photo shoots and stuff like there have been moments where like you've got someone doing your makeup your hair like whatever but it's like yeah how do we get that regularly
1: (laughs) absolutely you please so I could just focus you know
0: yes I just look guys I've got too many thoughts um, <laughs> totally <laughs> <laughs> well thinking about you know how like the process and the effort it can take sometimes to like put ourselves together I am curious
1: what does beauty mean to you I've been pondering this question too I knew some of the questions that would be asked um, but this one I was thinking about all kinds of things. You know, I think that is definitely something I feel on the inside. You know, I feel most beautiful doing my tarot readings, being Mm. a conduit for spirit. I feel beautiful when I'm in ceremony. I feel beautiful when I sit with my ancestors and talk to them and commune with them. I feel beautiful when I'm dancing I was dancing naked last night at like 1 a.m. eating Doritos. And I was like, I feel it beautiful. Yes. Like, oh, I love that. Uh, yes. I love singing. I love music. I love the way I feel. I write a lot of poetry. And so I feel beautiful in all of these moments. And I think the commonality of all of those things is that's being my authentic self mm. and being my authentic self without shame and without guilt because for a long time in my life Sarita I had an inner monologue especially in my 20s that was just so self-deprecating and the way yeah. I thought about myself and sometimes the way I spoke about myself and I just love that I don't do that anymore and I feel like that's a not to say I don't have those moments please we don't master any of this but <laughs> it's not my go-to anymore to have these yeah. like self-deprecating thoughts and I think of myself in a loving way so and I feel like that's my authenticity. And yeah, I feel beautiful in nature. I never I mean, even if I'm sweaty in nature, I'm like, I still feel one with nature, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. feeling really connected to all so I find beauty in my day to day life. And yeah, and it also can be sitting at your vanity and putting on these sharp ass wings. Like I oh, enjoyed yeah. doing my makeup today, you know, like I do enjoy the ritual aspect and looking in the mirror and being like, you are a bad bitch. Also listening to my yes. Megan the Stallion as I'm oh. doing
0: it. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Body crazy, curvy, wavy. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, I love her so much. You know? And those moments. Beauty. I love what you said about how there's, like, joy and ritual in, like, finding beauty. Because like to your point, right? Like when we can be our most authentic selves, then we get to truly show up in our most joyous ways, whether it's dancing naked, eating Doritos, whether it's communing with nature, whether it's pulling cards, talking to ancestors, right? Like whatever it might look like in the moment, but to be able to just be in true joy and just experience it and let that sort of wash over you is really beautiful and is really, like, magical. And it's so funny, you were talking about, you know, in your 20s, maybe not finding that as much. I always joke that, like, anyone who is like, my 20s were so fun is either a liar or, like, <laughs> unhinged. Uh, and look, this is, this is no shade to anyone who had, like, a normal 20s experience. Right. I, too, was not having a good time in my 20s. And I also feel <laughs> like, though even if I was not having a bad time or whatever, I just think I didn't know myself well enough in my 20s yeah. to really be able to be fully authentic, to be joyous and being present and just being myself versus now in my 30s, I just turned 33 on August 19th. And I think you joking that I'm in my Jesus year. You uh, are. <laughs> Thank you. You Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. I'm like, let's do some <laughs> weird magical shit yes <laughs> um, but like there is a freedom that i have found in my 30s even in my early 30s that i absolutely did not have in my 20s and i think a big part of that is because i just know myself better than i did in my 20s and so i'm not trying to do stuff that isn't actually for me or at least not as often to your point right we never master this but like i have better discernment now i am less self critical and able to like course correct in ways that I wasn't able to do in my 20s. And so I just feel like there is something really joyous and magical about being able to just not only know who your authentic self is, but then give yourself permission to like, be that person.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Everything. I love the way that you summarize that. It's exactly how I feel. And my 20s were intense and that they were I had these moments of fun but even like where I was looking like I was having fun even on Instagram because you know the faking of all of that Especially, mm-hmm. we're talking about Instagram
0: circa like 2010 <laughs> and 11 yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 yeah.
1: and all of oh my god when we were still posting photos
0: of like our brunch and like that and was
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean yes I was like yeah. and I always had to like be in tippity top shape if I was going to get on the internet with the blowout and the nails and the lip injections and the eyelash extension then there's nothing wrong with that at all if you want that like if you do that I I did that but I now get on the internet with no makeup on unwashed unbrushed hair if you would have told me in my 20s I would do that on Instagram no I would have fell over absolutely not I would have fallen out I'm like nope
0: no I way don't know, like, you're a liar there's no way I cannot show don't. up in the world not perfectly manicured in every sense of the word
1: absolutely and I would post those pictures being perfectly manicured and polished and I was miserable you know inside I was going through some of the heaviest shit I've ever been through and going through not only Saturn return, but like deep shadow work and all the things that come with being in your 20s. And I say this to my clients that are in that age group because i have quite a bit i'm just like please don't shame yourself for being in your 20s and doing 20s shit like you're supposed oh, yes. to do those things and i didn't have enough people in my world I Had a couple of friends that were older and they were like telling me that but i didn't have like mostly people in my world telling me hey you're you don't even have a prefrontal cortex lobe or <laughs> Whatever the fucking yes, front of your yes. brain for decision making at, you know, like, and even if they didn't have that knowledge, it's like, no, none of people they were telling me, you're just young, you're a kid, you're still doing things and figuring things out. There's so much pressure on, like, you've got to figure it out now. Like, I can't stand Forbes thirty under thirty. Suck <laughs> my, like, <laughs> honestly, I'm sick yes. of those stories, and it's always. Like Nepo babies too. Right. Nobody- it's like it's really easy
0: to be successful when you're set <laughs> up for like billion dollar success at birth. Like, look, anyway. I'm not here to like shit on anyone's bag, like whatever. We all have our cool. journey, fine. And also, I need us to be a little more honest. Yes, like to, multiple things
1: can coexist, people, yes, you It's yes. not taking away from that. And I'm not here to like, who yeah. on
0: anybody that's done now. That. I'm and just saying, also, a lot of pressure. Yes, I mean, to your point, I like deeply, deeply resonate with there were not enough people around me, partially because my peers were going through the same shit. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like that was no <laughs> one's fault. But there were not enough people around me telling me like, hey, you're gonna fuck up. And that's part of the process. And that's a good thing. Even when it hurts, even when it's hard. I had like trauma shit to work through in my 20s. But also I just had regular degular 20s sads like 20 year old, like (laughs) (laughs) like just really fucking intense feelings all the time. I was saying earlier, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a minute, you know, I am a Leo sun and Leo moon. I have a Leo stellium in my seventh house, which is all partnerships. And so like every single friendship, coworker relationship, any type of partnership always feels deeply, deeply intense to me. And in my thirties, I am cognizant of that. I'm mindful of that. I manage, I taper and I'm like, okay, Sarita, like you can't be putting all of these expectations on one person. That's not fair. I'm much more mindful of that. But in my twenties, every single, everything, every person in my world felt like such a huge deal that it made it so hard for me to like, actually focus on well what do I want what do I need especially romantic relationships but also friendships and even okay (laughs) I'm gonna tell myself (laughs) a little bit I recently was updating my LinkedIn like the girl boss I pretend to be during the day and (laughs) (laughs) noticed that all of my like work history I have never worked anywhere for more than one year and seven months that is the longest I have ever worked any fucking job in my entire life and I was like this is wild one because I feel like I have worked at some of those places for like decades like some of those jobs I was like no I was definitely there for like three four or five years and it was like I bet girl you barely made it over a year so <laughs> calm down but two I was like what is it about like a year and a half a year and two thirds where like I just get itchy and I'm like I gotta dip thinking about it I was like I think it's because I have." Always approach things with such big expectations. And again, lessons of my 20s is like sometimes you got to manage those expectations for yourself, and it's actually not other people's faults. And sometimes people let you down, and things aren't what you thought they were. And also, did I come into this expecting this job to be my career, to be my everything, to do the thing? Yes, I did. and now like I'm only a few months into a new job I very much started this job being like look the money is good the benefits are nice and I'll be here for as long as I'm here like and when this stops making sense and I've had even in a few short months such a better experience than I had at any of my other jobs that I swore I loved and I think it's just because I came in with like reasonable expectations
1: (laughs) totally those expectations will have you messed up that's something else I've learned a lot in my 30s just to like let go of expectations I mean I don't know it's wild
0: (laughs) someone told me that expectations are just pre-disappointments and like that really that hits (laughs) Fucked me up. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Mind expanded. Yes. And also it sticks with me because it's like, oh yeah. When I approach situations, people, places, things with all of these big, giant, Leo-sized expectations about things, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be upset. And that includes the expectations I put on myself, Of like, girl, we cannot live like this. This is not how this works. Versus like, I think also part of getting older is what I've realized is I can want big things. I can have big desires. And also, like you said, two things can be true. Recognize what is possible right now in this moment. Those things might not be the same. And that's not a bad thing.
1: Absolutely. I agree.
0: (laughs) It's hard out here. It's hard having so many feelings. It is. I just, <laughs> I just wish more people would understand what it's like to just have really intense feelings all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. All the time about everything. But you know, I also feel grateful sometimes for being <laughs> able to feel, you know, all yeah. my feelings and I don't walk through life feeling numb. You know, everything to me feels adventurous and playful you know and my mostly yeah. like i wake up in peace i wake up optimistic and you know i think a lot of times people forget that about gemini energy we are the lovers card mm-hmm. in tarot for a reason you know yeah. it's very we are very energetic and lively and playful and we see things from this childlike scope i have my childlike wonder that i've watched over the years people try to stomp out of me and it hasn't yeah. worked yet so it's not going to happen i'm still like, standing I'm still standing. and I'm still with my childlike sense of wonder, you know, it's like, yeah. that will never be taken away from me. Actually, that's another part of me that makes me feel beautiful is that I still have that, you know, it's, there's so many things my mind is like thinking about what else makes me feel beautiful. And I love that, right? Like, so much,
0: <laughs> which also Gemini so many thoughts like we love all the time. But the and time. also, I think this is why I as a Leo love hanging out with Gemini so much is because like Leo were ruled by the sun, which is again, that like childlike playful, just like it's the naked baby on a horse. Exactly. And so I think there's very much a like playfulness that can come out with the two of us of the, and we were saying earlier, right. Of Sometimes we can get impulsive childlike in that <laughs> way. <laughs> and we might get ourselves <laughs> in a little trouble, but also, absolutely like our general disposition is that optimistic space is that like anything is possible. Like let's dream big, which I truly appreciate and enjoy. And I know we've been talking a little bit about like, you know, our twenties versus our thirties and how our understanding of the world has changed so much. And I'm curious, how has your definition of beauty changed over time?
1: That is a great question. Oh, it has changed. Oh my goodness, (laughs) it has changed. Well, (laughs) it started to really change when I went on my decolonization journey. So Mm. my story, just summarized briefly, I was adopted and estranged from my biological side of the family, although I was adopted by a Muscogee Creek native man, and I was raised by native elders, but it wasn't my tribe. It wasn't my blood. It wasn't my father, even though I was adopted they came into my world, my father and his mother, about eight years ago now. And that's when I enrolled in my tribe. So that's when I went into this dove head first into decolonization, which I already knew my mom told me that my father was, she either felt they didn't know each other that well, they were young, you know, she's like, hey, he's native, or she was like, he was Mexican. She's like, but obviously, he's a brown man, we have pictures of a family and my father, it has brown skin. And, you know, people would say like, oh, you're, you know, dad's tan. And I'm like, he's not tan. He's ah. native. He's a dark skin, native man. This is like, his skin. <laughs> yeah. Like he can get tan. I can get tan. So I can look like my, you know, Scottish, yeah. Irish mother, very pale, but I can get dark like my father if I'm in the sun for a little bit longer. And anyway, so I digress. My point is like in my decolonization journey, I was, and also, you know, I I have this face, I've been working with this face, you know, (laughs) modeling since I was, you know, younger and being told over and over again, like, you don't have a Eurocentric enough face for this particular beauty ad, or I'd be living in model homes and no shade to any of these women. One is one of my dear friends, but, you know, she was on the cover of Vogue and, you know, she had that look. I mean, she's... a white woman and she's beautiful and she's so sweet and I love her to death. But like, I just was comparing myself to women that were the ideal standard and being told simultaneously, like I would get gigs through my agency and they'd be like, okay, it's a hair. It's a hair gig. It's just your hair from the back of your head. I booked a guitar center commercial, thought it was going to be huge for my reel Back of my head and just my hands. They took my face out of it. This was Ugh. in 2013. This was before Me Too. This was before seeing Native people, real, real Native people, not white people pretending to be Native people. In film. and Johansson,
0: we're looking at you.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> and yeah, and so big race Native person until reservation dogs in this season a couple episodes ago, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but one of the main characters who's native and grew up on the res found out she's got a white father and they didn't skip a beat I know they wrote it in a re for a reason because that show was so accurate to indigenous culture it's the only show I've ever seen that's represent representing that and anyway so that's the first time I've ever seen representation for me and all- almost 40 years of existence on this planet and so yeah just and to back to the question is like decolonizing is a a part of that is realizing that being white or being Eurocentric isn't supreme and superior to a face like mine to native faces. And that's really where my beauty standards started to change. Because, you know, I was just getting annoyed with Even with Playboy being like, oh, you would look better with blonde hair. And I did that and I got more bookings. And then it was like, well, you need to get rhinoplasty to get more bookings. And, you know, I never did that, but I almost did three times. I almost did it three (laughs) times and I did it. And I've I've got my native nose still. And I'm so grateful for it because I would have regretted it. I would have regretted it. And it wasn't coming out of place of love when I was making that decision. Mm -hmm. It was because somebody, a man was telling me I needed to do that to make money. And so and no shade on anybody that does it obviously if you're doing it from a good place and i wasn't so yeah to decolonize my beauty standards honestly and realizing that yeah i am a native woman and i am beautiful and it's okay if i do not have those features and those features a lot of them aren't even natural anyway because a lot of you know european women don't yeah, have, yeah. only children really have those small noses and that always right. freaks me out especially with the settler because the settler seems to be very interested in youth and women being prepubescent and mm. they don't like tits they don't like ass you know it's you've got right. to be the stick figure don't get me started on some people that <laughs> judge me for having tits and ass and showing it i even right, have native right. women that have come after me and have made fun of me and have been rude to me on the internet and they're literally my peers and I'm like, what's the difference? You're in a bikini, but oh, you don't have bigger breasts and a butt. You're just as beautiful. You're beautiful, right. but I'm beautiful too in a bikini. I just have curves. This is my body. And so, anyway, it's again. I I know I'm kind of over here, over here,
0: making these. I think. And no, there. no, no, no. I'm with it. I'm here. I'm like, okay, yes. okay. It's like my
1: ADHD <laughs> is really in effect today. But like, yeah, right, I right. And like- maybe it's
0: also like mine is like, yes, I am <laughs> yes, tracking. Yes. <laughs>
1: And all back to the the point of really having to decolonize that, you know. I won't say that I don't fall into compare and despair because it has happened. And, you know, coming up on a new app and watching a new app grow and me getting the engagement on that app that damn I've been owed for years from Instagram, but that's a whole (laughs) other story. So being, you know, reposted a lot. And I just notice when it is a blue eyed, pale, thin, you know, they're beautiful, of course, but I just notice it's the same thing and they get yeah. way more likes or they get way more recognition and I'm posting similar and we've got the same amount of followers and I'm a very, I observe energy, well energy, but I observe data and patterns. Yeah. So if I start yeah. to see it a lot, I'm like, okay, this, why is that it seems like that all the ADHD pattern
0: yep. recognition is absolutely
1: an <laughs> absolutely and it's not to say there aren't BIPOC folks on there getting recognized but it's you just notice the
0: difference you know yes I mean we <laughs> yeah like you we could talk for a <laughs> little lifetime about yep. the inequity <laughs> and just blatant racism that mm-hmm. is on social media right and and, totally. and body like the way that people treat different bodies, different body shapes, different body types, right? Thin white person can post themselves in a bikini and it's like, you go girl, and a fat black person does it. And it's like, you're glorifying obesity. And it's like, wait, I'm also just out here living my life and I don't understand why everything about it has to be highly politicized and debated. I'm just out here trying to function. But something you said about how it was like, dye your hair, change your nose, do this, do that. Like that moving target felt deeply, deeply resonant, both as someone that has recovered from an eating disorder and also a black woman in America, just trying to function, right. As BIPOC folks, the way that the target and the goal is constantly being moved for us in order to be quote enough by white supremacist standards. And I agree in that one of the biggest shifts for me that was so imperative to my own healing and just deeper understanding was decolonization and understanding that, oh no, white supremacy wants me to spend all my time trying to change myself to fit in a mold that was never made for me so that I can't actually go be great. Like, <laughs> and the more yeah. I tell that mold to just fuck off, and I'm, and again, coming back to authenticity. The more that I just lean into my authentic self, the more I can just be great and have joy and pleasure and love and and not the pain and suffering. And absolutely to your point of there are despair and compare days and moments and times. I'm a human, right? <laughs> like, we are all doing our best, but I one feel deeply more equipped to get myself out of it and and regroup and ground myself. And two, I feel so much more knowledgeable around, like, where is this coming from? And why is it racist? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, why is this some white nonsense trying to hold me down? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And it does. And it had a chokehold on me for quite a bit in my life. And, you know, but I was never not asked... You know what are you? What's your background? What are you mixed with? No, but where are you really from? Exactly, and I'm just like, "Mm." you know, I just did a tarot event in Hollywood a couple weeks ago, and out of nowhere, five minutes into the reading, unrelated to anything, this woman is like, "What are you? Are you Armenian? (laughs) Why do you have?" I am fucking
0: irritated, is what I am. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: like no shade. I love. Armenian culture. I live right, in right, Armenia. Right. Armenians are beautiful, but what the fuck does that have to do with anything right, right now? Right. Like, <laughs> let me live. And then when I say I'm native, people are like, hmm, oh. Stop. It's rare that I get like, when I get asked that question, that I'm embraced and like, oh, that's cool. And then every now and again, you'll get some person, you know, it's different when it's coming from authenticity, the heart, yeah, yeah. or ego. But oh what tribe? Okay, white man. You know the tribes? Oh, you know right, the tribes? Right, right. It's you like, know, all um, five hundred plus of them. Yeah, okay.
0: How about you pull out your birth certificate and we can just do this? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm
1: like, Beaver Creek, but okay. You know. Why is that like, any
0: of your business? Like, I don't owe you. <laughs> no. It's like,
1: do you even really fucking care? Are you gonna go look it up? Are you gonna right, go, right, you right. know, it's just I don't know. But anyway, it's that, you know, back to the question of like, yeah, that helped me a lot. And then also just like getting older and realizing that I still feel beautiful. I still get compliments. I still get modeling gigs. I still get asked out on dates and I don't have a thigh gap anymore. And I have zits on my chin and sometimes on my ass if I'm in a hot tub or like, that's (laughs) okay. Like I've got these weird Black hairs coming out of my chin, you know? Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm still hot. I'm still Uh, getting asked out. And even if I weren't, I'm still fucking hot anyway because I feel good. And those things don't trip me out as much as they used to, you know? Like, stretch marks and cellulite. All that stuff is just... And also, like, I contribute a lot of that to, like... I fucking love Cardi B. I love women, (laughs) Black women, that have shown up and just yes. been like, yeah, I'm going to show my cellulite and my stretch marks and who gives a fuck? And yes. watching that happen within Black culture, I do attribute it to that. Now that I'm actually thinking about it further, where did I start getting, you yeah. know, more comfortable? Because I was starting to see, who was it? Was it Kendrick Lamar that did that music video and it showed women of oh, all yeah, different, yeah. with all yeah. stretch marks and like, that yeah. was pivotal into a lot of like how I was feeling at that time. So that definitely helped. I don't care about those things <laughs> anymore. I'm just like, I right. don't fuck. Like, Well,
0: and to your point, like this is like black culture piece of it, right? It's something that I've definitely thought about a lot. And where I land is like, I am by society, aka white supremacy standards, already hated, disrespected, not found beautiful. Like I'm in the negative. So what the fuck do I care? (laughs) And, and I say that laughing that took a lot of work to be able to get there, but like recognizing like, I cannot control other people's thoughts and opinions about me. And as much as I like to think that I can, Mercury and Virgo, um, right? Oh <laughs> but, my <goodness. laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with all that Leo energy, being like, no, I think I can be the boss. I think I can figure this out. <laughs> um, so, you know, took some like learning to like relinquish that desire for control and that desire for for val- external validation, but also recognizing. There are groups of people, pieces of society, systems of oppression that have already made decisions about me. Why should I waste my time trying to convince them of something they don't want to be convinced of when I could just be my fucking black-ass self, happy as fuck, and live my life? Like, you already hate me? Cool, it's not my job to convince you that I'm a human worthy of dignity and grace and love and compassion and all of those things. I'm just going to be a human who receives those things from the people in my life that love me. I'm just going to be a human with like a fat ass stretch marks and like cellulite who is living her best hot girl life. You know, I don't need to waste energy trying to convince someone who doesn't want to hear me that I am anything. And like that, I think also came through, my like spiritual journey. Like when I started getting into tarot and like astrology deeper and just like figuring out what spirituality meant to me outside of the like very religious family that i had grown up in where there are always people that are like, that's not real. That's fake. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what? Fine then like, don't come fucking over to my table. Don't come talk (laughs) to me about it. Like, you know what? Like, if you want to be so adamant that you know so much and you have all the answers, okay, I'm not going to waste my energy trying to convince you of something that I know to be true, something that brings value and meaning to my life, something that... I have a deep ancestral connection to like, yeah, whatever my dude, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's called colonization and indoctrination yes. is all I'm hearing with that. You right, know, right, it's, right. Like,
0: it's giving white supremacy, but okay. <laughs> yeah, again, you know,
1: like, I mean, and I feel you absolutely like I say that my tarot and psychic medium business saved my life. It saved me, it saved my life, my spirituality, even if before I was a professional, because I've been spiritual since I was a child, I've never been religious. It saved me, it gives me a bigger picture, you know, as I've developed my gifts more, and I've owned my gifts, because yeah. I tried to gaslight myself a lot in my 20s. I'm like, I'm not that gifted. And I was going to readers all the time. And they're like, you're gifted. What are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> i was been seeing spirits since I was a kid, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know, you know, but whatever. I finally, when I owned it, I was just like, no, this is me. And this is the fuck who I am. And as soon as I not only owned, you know, being indigenous because being mixed race is so hard because you don't fit in quite anywhere, you know? And it's like, that was a huge marker of like me owning myself and then owning myself and my gifts and my spirituality and, So yeah, just adding to your point, being like, yes, absolutely. It's like, if it helps me be a better person for this world. Yes. Yes. Leave me the fuck alone. What am I doing? I don't push it on you. You came to my table to talk your shit. You came to my DMs or my comment section to talk your shit. Yes. Yes. Who am I harming? Who am I harming by doing this? I don't push it on anyone. I'm even mindful in readings. Because I am a witch, and I'm I'm mindful of pushing witchcraft onto people. I yeah, don't yeah. do that, you know, or my indigenous spirituality onto others. I'm well aware that everybody that comes to
0: me is not right. necessarily these things. I've got boundaries. It's not my fault that you don't like <laughs>
1: exactly. Like <laughs> go away. I just uh, yes, and you're absolutely. Like, there are people. I mean, I grew up on the panhandle of florida i grew up in Floribama, in the bible belt and grew up with family that openly talked about that I grew up with a native that openly talked about paranormal and extraterrestrial and ufo's and astrology and occultism like i grew up around it and the juxtaposition you know the duality of like having people in my school and my friends families saying we're weird or she's right. weird. You can't go over there or whatever. And I've seen that. And even on my mom's side of the family, we have a Southern Baptist preacher is my Oof. uncle who owns a Oof. church I'm, in Memphis. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. And I don't think they'll ever listen to this, but they know how I feel. You know, about,
0: <laughs> and that even and if about They, do, they know.
1: <laughs> yeah, they know. Even though I didn't, li- you know, I wasn't living in Memphis, but we did visit them once a year and I watched how like certain family members would change the way they acted around these people to act like I had that growing up as a vision of like what not to be. And anytime I questioned, you know, my uncle or my aunt or anybody in church, I always, always the troublemaker. And it
0: was like legitimate questions. They were logical. (laughs) I'm just trying to make sense of what you told me. I want to be on your side. I want (laughs) to (laughs) understand.
1: Absolutely. And it's like the judgment aspect of it. Even I just don't understand it. In my understanding of like Christianity, it's like, where did... Your Jesus, your white Jesus, because that's not Jesus, right, but whatever. Right. You're Da Vinci's <laughs> lover, Jesus. Well uh, right? gay ass Jesus. Let's <laughs> yeah, talk about it. <laughs> you're a gay ass Jesus, but also like Jesus would not give you would judge somebody for being a sex worker, judge somebody for being homosexual, transsexual. Like, please, you yeah. didn't your Jesus or didn't your God tell you to love thy neighbor? like don't judge others like you're doing that
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's just yeah the math
1: ain't mathing. like I swear the most ridiculous people I've seen again never never blanket statement never generalization but they have like proverbs in their bio and they're spewing all this Hatred. And- There's
0: nothing I love more <laughs> than a Bible quote with some hateful ass shit, right. either in their comments on their page, whatever. Because I always want to be like, babe, look within. The call is coming from inside the house, and I'm gonna need you to get your own life in order before you come bringing this to me. Okay? All right? I
1: mean, geez. yeah. The call. I is mean, thinking that like.
0: You know, like, the haters and the people who, like, want to have their big, loud opinions, right? I'm curious, what makes you question your beauty?
1: Colonization standards. <laughs> yes. yeah. Cool. Yeah, like cool. yeah, 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 um, yeah, and, like, you know... Definitely I have my moments of I know that it's a patriarchal thing of like oh you know women expire in their 30s but men become mm-hmm. silver foxes but mm-hmm. I'm realizing like if if I do get in these moments cuz I am human and you know I'm I've got tools to to navigate and, and to deal with it but yeah it would be like younger faces or like everybody to me is starting to like look the same and like mm. getting the same you know Face and yes, sometimes, yes. Uh, yeah, of course, you can be like, well, fuck, everybody's like so beautiful. Should I have and the so, removed yeah. from my cheeks? Yeah.
0: Which, no, I have a no. firm stance on that. No, leave your no. cheeks alone. <laughs> totally.
1: And also, that makes you look more youthful anyway, because I look yes. back at pictures in my 20s and I look younger now because. I'm mind, body, soul connected. I'm, you yeah. know, obviously I'm not doing drugs anymore. <laughs> and, you know, I don't have my yeah, eating yeah. disorder anymore. Oh, my right, God. right. There's a
0: few things that I've like gotten over.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also I will be honest too about ED. Like I still battle that and I ha- still have my moments. And a lot of times too, though, ADHD will have you forgetting to eat. It's a little bit different yes, than I'm yes. like sitting there trying to not eat because I have a photo shoot. So, I am mindful of the difference of that, but I am, I'm working on that too. But yeah, anyway, I just, that's what I get in my head about, you know, and then sometimes pictures of myself, older pictures of myself that'll pop up, or I'm like, oh God, was I, was I hotter back then when I was like,
0: oh my God. We're doing
1: cardio and working out and only eating like, you know, a a
0: boiled egg for that's it, the
1: whole day. (laughs) Like,
0: You know what I mean? I'm laughing because it's like deeply, deeply relatable of like, wait a minute. So when I would only eat a Luna bar, spend two hours at the gym and cry, Mm -hmm. was I hotter? And it's one of those things where like you hear it out loud and you're like, girly, dusty babe, get it together. But like, again, to your point, like we never fully master these things. That's what our lifetime is for. Like we are human, things happen. And you sometimes just need a moment. Like I take it as a moment of clarity. I'm going to just ask myself this question out loud or like actually give myself a minute to be like, point to the part of you that was happy point to the part of you in that old photo that liked any part of herself. It doesn't exist. So that means you were in fact, not hotter.
1: <laughs> exactly. Thank you. So needed to hear it. But yeah, for sure. You know, it's like, and it doesn't happen as often as it used to, I will uh, say. And also like, I don't let it live there for too long. And I've learned to like, yeah. even sit With these gnarly, icky feelings, but just sit with it longer. I'm like, where is this coming from? Why do you feel this way? And, you know, if there's something I need to change in my habits, do it. Like, you know what? Right, right, right.
0: (laughs) I don't have to live like this forever.
1: (laughs) Totally. So I do know that it's fleeting and it's passing. I don't think I really had a grasp on impermanence until I was like in my early thirties and like, yeah. you know, that was me getting more into meditation and, you know, I was mm. taking classes for meditation and I was doing Kundalini yoga for a long time. And, you know, I was really like getting into other parts of spirituality. My part of spirituality. I still love meditation and I still do yoga, but I just, I don't always do Kundalini yoga, but anyway, sure, I that's digress. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it did put me in like, um, a more mindful space and like yeah. realizing that things are fleeting and also me having so many thoughts and going on in the head. Everybody does, you know, and then of course a Gemini probably has like times two. <laughs> but like I am not all of those things are not rooted in truth. There's no way all yes, those thoughts I'm yes. having all is all facts. They so can't once, all be <laughs> accurate. No. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. so with that, that helps me of like to not like focus so much on the the gnarly feeling I'm feeling that moment that compare and despair, but yeah, to answer that it would be me going through social media. Yeah. And then sometimes too, like I, I, because recently I was somebody that was, you know, that's native was rude to me. And it's like, it'd be your own people sometimes. And it's like, <sighs> Oh fuck. Yeah. And it hurts. It hurts my soul because I feel like here I am reminded yet again, I'm not native enough for yeah. you.
0: And I'm not your version of what you think I'm supposed to be. Right. And I think that is something that a lot of us with marginalized identities have to grapple with of there's what society and white supremacy says that I'm supposed to be. There is what my community and my identity say I'm supposed to be. And then there's who I am. <laughs> and nice. like, you know, trying to peel at those layers. I know for me, it definitely got much easier to be like, oh, that's some racist shit. Like that's white supremacy. But then having to go at the layer of like, sometimes it'd be your own people. Like that mm-hmm. is hard to acknowledge what is toxic in the culture. And, you know, when you we were talking about ancestors earlier, like this is something I talked to my therapist a lot about of like, what do I want to continue and bring forward with me versus what am I ready to put down for all of us? Like, we're not living like this anymore. And that's right. heavy fucking work. Like,
1: <laughs> yes, it is
0: not it's for exhausting. the faint of
1: yes it is it is I'm like very y'all want to pick
0: another cycle breaker because like you girls tired
1: <laughs> yes today at my vanity I was like almost in tears but I was like I'm not your strongest warrior you know like <laughs> yeah I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where you got that memo like but I would
0: like to correct the record
1: <laughs> totally like let me see this so like the contract you speak of that I signed yeah. to be here <laughs> like where's the I fine friend to be here. <laughs> I'd, uh, please. Sometimes I've, I don't know. I don't know about all that. I don't know. There's some Native people i'm like, Brittany, you know better. Like, we all chose to be here. And I'm just like, uh, I know. But I'm tired. I'm all the time. I don't want to be here. Like, it's not that it's like a unaliving situation, but no, it's no, like no, sometimes it's just like I just I'm wish I could. I want to bounce to another realm and just hang out. Yeah. And I work in realms. I I do healing work. People hate me all the time. Like, you gave me a tarot reading in my dreams. Or we are doing this. <laughs> and I'm just like, can I live? Or can I sleep and not do fucking work with people? Turn it and, off. <laughs> yeah. And that's a whole other conversation of, like, having to, like, you know, cleanse yourself before you go to bed. Yeah. And make sure you have all the things and do all the spiritual things of cleansing before you go to sleep and cleanse your bed, obviously. But it's just like... Yes just interesting energy so yeah to answer your question it's those moments will have me I won't say fully second guessing myself but it'll give me a pause and I'm just like totally here we go like wait
0: wait a minute I know how this how works. far
1: yeah how far along am I on this healing path like am I
0: how what lesson is... am I learning today <laughs>
1: yeah it's actually I'm like just like here we fucking go so yeah I've had to sit with that a lot this week but simultaneously having great things happening in my career in my friend circle in my personal life and then you know seeing again this duality of then you've got this person being mean to you because you're just being yourself so yeah those moments have me pausing I will say that you know Sometimes I um, do, and then sometimes I got to put on some Megan Thee Stallion or some Tupac. Yes, or, yes, yes. I love putting on Tupac when I'm pissed off at people because I was I like, I, I want I want to fucking hear it. Say it! Yeah, Gemini yeah, yeah. speak the truth on these motherfuckers, how they're not your, <laughs> they're your frenemies. They're not really your, you know, it's just like, oh. Uh, realize, mother- real, lies, realize, realize. <laughs> exactly. Like, then that is a perfect representation of a Gemini because it's like, yeah. you can make a song like changes and bring awareness, right? But totally. then- he can make another song that could talk about having sex with your wife and (laughs) body shaming you. And I won't say I'm not part of the Gemini era. Like, I don't agree with that necessarily, but you know, that's that Gemini
0: energy. Duality. (laughs) (laughs) So so with duality in mind, then what or who makes you feel beautiful? Wow. Gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha. I like
1: this. I like when I have to ponder. Well, what makes me feel beautiful is my connection again to to spirit, to my ancestors. Being able to live out things that they couldn't do that makes mm. me feel so beautiful inside and so happy. And they went through a lot for us to be here. We are a resilient people. There's still mm. millions of us out here, despite what people think or say. And uh, so that in and of itself a friend of mine said, and it stayed with me, your existence is an act of resistance.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: And so that makes me feel powerful. And that makes me feel beautiful. I am very inspired by women that came before me. I mean, my mother has inspired me. She inspired me when I was younger. She was Everything I thought I wanted to be as far as like the way you look. My mom is beautiful and she was very, very beautiful growing up. I just thought she was like a princess or a queen. And I'm like, you know, and she is a white woman. She's Scottish, which a little pinch of Irish, but she had darker <laughs> hair and darker eyes, but very pale skin and very, you know, physically fit and always had the prim and proper. Like I told my friend the other day, I've never seen my mom without her hair done, without a manicure and a pedicure my whole life. <laughs> That's and she's also a Taurus. So, you know, that feels right. Yeah, she has always inspired me. She will be the one I call when I'm having my moments, you know, and she brings me back to reality. A Taurus's energy will always kind of ground you and a Gemini and bring you back to reality. (laughs) But Yeah, totally. She inspired me. Her mother inspired me. My grandmother, now that I know her, inspires me as The native elders, my chief, he inspires me. I'm related to him. He's my grandmother's cousin. So he's my Mm. second cousin. He's very inspiring. He's done a lot of philanthropy work, a lot of bringing awareness to our tribe and our people. He's won awards from the army. Just there's so much inspiration, a lot of inspiration with indigenous people that are doing something right well like I could list so many of them like I just love what the native community is doing and just super inspired by my relatives growing up I was hella inspired I loved Aaliyah and I loved Princess Mm. Diana and I remember like the two of them just, I don't know. I was devastated when both of them died. My mother loved Princess Diana or passed. I try not to use the words die and died and dead. But yeah, just passed. And I just remember affecting me. But it also, it changed me so much. I was just, yeah, just inspired by the women that came before me and people that came before me. I'm very like in reverence of elders. And I won't be one of those people that don't, appreciate and respect the people that came before me yes. even in this you know walk of life I really did love Miss Cleo when I was growing up. oh I
0: thought I'm a Miss Cleo so, ride or die <laughs> yeah I
1: fucking loved Miss Cleo I love Sylvia Brown because that's the mm. only kind of thing that we had to watch we didn't right, right. I remember when Doreen Virtue had a YouTube channel and she was like out <laughs> in the field doing her tarot readings that's how yes. so far back I go and like, oh,
0: I still read Susan Miller. Like, yes. I'm like, oh, my God. That 1992 Miller. blog. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> I love Susan Miller. And like, I just appreciating people that came before me and have paved the way. There's so many people I could, you know, name. I even thank my former parts of myself, you know, thank mm. you for being a bad bitch. Like, Look, you held part- us down. Yeah. You got us through it. <laughs>
0: I always say that I'm like, to my former self, like you kept us alive. We're here. Let's go. Thank you. You know, and just like,
1: always being DeLulu. I've always been delusional and it's worked in my favor. DeLulu is the
0: Salulu. Yes. It really
1: is. And it has worked in my favor. So yeah, I manifest my dreams and being delusional has worked out. So yeah, I love it. That's a lot, but definitely I draw inspiration from so many people.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And again, like thinking about, the like collective energy around that aquarius rising i'm always thinking about like what's the community doing what's the collective good like whatever yeah. and i just as much as society and society standards have done harm our communities and our ancestors and the society that we cultivate for ourselves can do so much good and healing and create a world where that dominant culture doesn't get to have as big of a say in our lives. So I love that you were like, I've got a long list. Like, yes. Well, I are do. All my questions, <laughs> Brittany. Um, they are. I'm yes. like, I keep going, Sarita. Let's Oh my God, go. absolutely. <laughs> um, my, I guess technically, my final, final question is Is there anything you would like to share with the folks listening where they can find you, anything about your work, whatever you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, for sure. As always, you can find me on Instagram, now threads, Um, TikTok at Brittany Lee Tarot. I only have the one account. It's verified. Everything else is a scam. As always, (laughs) I will never slide into your DMs and offer a reading. I don't have the time. (laughs) I will be on, and I can't mention any of them right now, but in between September and November, there will be like four podcasts that are coming out that I'm going to be on. And again, I'll post all of that to Instagram. you can find me at the Mystic Museum. That's where my residency is in Burbank, California. I haven't been there in a couple months, but I will be making up some pop-ups. But yeah, I post all of this and announce all of this on Instagram. So Brittany Lee Tarot. Oh, thank you so
0: much. Thank you Um, much. This has been so delightful and so fun. Of course, y'all can find the podcast at Not Ugly Pod on all the platforms and you can find me, your host Sarita at Sarita Fanta on all the things as well. Um, I am chronically online, um, <laughs> but that is it. Thank you so much, Brittany. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs> that was the end. Go tell a friend to listen to the not ugly pod. Look, I'm still not a rapper.